Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 157. My name is Danny Murray. My name's Graham Merrigan, Mania, Merrow, Merrow, Clerky, everything. Throwing in a bit of gems as Maiden there, are you? Yeah, some people in Ashland from Ashland still call me Clarky. Did I? Yeah. That's fascinating. Actually, yeah, do you know, I think that might be a border thing because occasionally if I venture to the parts of the noggin that are best left unventured, I'll get a, yeah, Kinsley, how are you? So, no way. Yeah, a bit mad. I'll mad. get that. I'll get that or Rocco. <laughs> Rocco, yeah, of course you get fucking Rocco. Jesus. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking to probably progress and work, right? And, uh, you get you yeah sometimes just to, to to create your brand and all that shit you know what i mean you have to meet other managers of other departments so there's a department i'm interested in and uh, i contacted a manager and he only knows me as rocco so when i sat down to talk about his department he goes so how are things rocco <laughs> i was like what <laughs> does he think rocco is your real name I don't think I think I think he thinks it's an alter ego. Did you did you correct him at all? Did you say I'll look no, I I'll let it pass, but you're actually talking to Graham Merrow Merrigan here. Can you just refer to me as that please going forward? I just let him I let him have it, man. That's okay, mate, that's okay. Until you get the job, in which case then you'll be like, Listen, <laughs> from now on It's not a good luck on you uh, dope. Absolutely, mate, absolutely. Um I'm best lovely guy if he's listening. <laughs> Well, look, to be honest with you, like I don't even know what job it is, and I'd already have the faith that you'd be able to handle it with ease, Graham. So, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, um, what, what, where are one, oh, yes, one fifty seven, man, these are racking up, like, it's getting, it's getting alarmingly close to WTS Chapter 4, do you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? I'm just going to leave Kinda. that, I'm going to leave that there and see if people figure it out eventually. I think I do. Yeah. People will have to go way back through the archive to figure this one out, and I'm hoping that they'll listen to older episodes to get that riddle. I don't get it. I'll, I'll explain to you off air. Okay, lovely. Yeah, so um, there's, there's not a lot going on in the world of mixed martial arts at the moment. So to liven it all up and to, to give us some hope, I mean, there's not even a Conor McGregor fight to look forward to, is there? So, uh, to liven things up, we've... Uh, What's going on here? What, what are you talking about? That fight's... The McGregor fight's off, Meryl. What? Khabib's injured. Shut up. Do you not see this? <laughs> yeah, I don't believe you at all. Man, I'm telling you now, go on to Twitter right now, go on to Dana White. Khabib's out. <laughs> I know by your face you're what taking you mean you know by my face? I'm not... Khabib's out. I'm not even looking. Okay, fair enough. It's going to be awkward when we talk to PT about another cancelled headline fight in the UFC and you don't believe me, but what else? Is this, is this us, gonna, is this us ribbing uh, PT when he comes on? How do you mean? Like, so, PT, we just have breaking news that Khabib is out. <laughs> do you know what? We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love how we're creating the script before we even dialed them in. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. We, we really should have show notes from now. No, actually, no, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Um, oh, yeah, so we go straight in there. And now we have MMAfighting.com Supremo PT Carroll for the for your hat trick appearance. Yeah. And have I ever been on time? 
No. Never. <laughs> Never, man. <laughs> You're like a Dublin bus, mate. You're like a Dublin fucking bus. I got a phone call at 29 minutes past seven or something just when he texted me and I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it again. <laughs> um, tricks anyway, we lost one of the dubs anyway. We've lost yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I, I am now yeah. officially a... Uh, yeah, a bogger. Like, I'm I'm buried in the bog. So. How, how much of a drive to Graham's house? Uh, an hour doorstep doorstep that's not bad that's not bad no you could easily spend that on like a bus or a dart getting home from town do you know what I mean yeah but, uh, it's not from six minutes to an hour yeah yeah I know but the way, <laughs> the way I like to think of that Mero is it just builds up the anticipation of seeing you do you know what I mean so <laughs> it's kind of nice like, you know what I mean or just means you're further away and it's great because I don't tolerate you as much so Reduces the chance right. of bumping into how long, you. How long are you with um, MMAfighting.com now? One year. One year and a month. You. Because I came on, you, you were the first. Uh, I did, the, was I actually working for them when I came on last time or I just signed the contract? You just signed the contract because you told us about Pavel. And the, oh, the the yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, that story is fucking still one of my favourite things of this uh, podcast ever, mate. <laughs> I've, uh, like, I mean, oh, yeah. I don't want to have to dig his number out soon. You know what I mean? That's, I'm just hoping I'm staying in the good graces. Always keep it handy. <laughs> have, you been, have you been brushing up on your hoovering technique or whatever, just in case? Yeah, you know, that's it. I can do, I can, I, I'm definitely getting better at, like, hoovering into corners where there's cobwebs. I yeah. notice them little things now. You know what I mean? Where just worried so often before this job came along that I didn't have time to see those things. <laughs> Love it, mate, love it. Um, lads, have either of you been on Twitter in the last sort of five, ten minutes? No. Marlo, no. Marlo, have you? No. Um, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to go all fake news, lads, but there are uh, an alarming number of tweets saying that uh, Khabib is out. Ooh. Um, no, that can't be it. No way. I don't know, man. Like, there's, well, it, it, there's just the aerial there, will you, Danny? Yeah, hang, hang on. PT yeah, has PT, drop my text there, will you, quick? Uh, yeah, if he hasn't, if he hasn't tweeted about it, it's not. Or if MMA fighting haven't tweeted about it, hang on. I'm seeing if Anton's going down here. Okay. I don't think so, guys. I I, I don't know. Where is this coming from? I would, I think, think it's coming from. Uh, where is it coming from, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from we didn't think this through, did we? <laughs> Look, Daddy, you were supposed to say it was actual confirmed. You right, weren't supposed yeah. to say uh, there is an alarming amount of tweets. That's giving it away. I, I'll be honest with you. I went, I went too far into the method acting that I actually took out my phone. <laughs> And start scrolling <laughs> to make it look as though I was reading the tweets without actually fucking thinking of an actual Twitter handle. I, I was just Jesus. on Instagram and he's like, great grappling rounds. And I'm like, what's going on here? Who <laughs> <laughs> was he training with last night? <laughs> yeah. That was a stupid prank. Listen, but. it got me. I was going to, I was, I looked into the email group and nobody said that. And so I was like, nah, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be too occupied with this technology to manage other technology, but a professional like yourself, PZ, you've just absolutely shown me. That's incredible. Yeah. I actually can't believe I did that either. That is crazy. <laughs> so there you go. It's, is, it the, 
is it the biggest fight ever, PT? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. It feels a bit... I'll tell you one thing. It doesn't feel in Ireland that... Maybe it's just we're too far out and maybe I'm remembering it too romantically in 2015, but it felt like I was in Vegas that May and I can remember... That was, so the fight didn't happen until July. It was meant to be Aldo. It got changed to Mendes. But I can remember being there in May and when I was leaving, people were so excited about it and it was so far away. But you have to remember that the World Tour was there and everything as well. So that could have played part in it. But it definitely doesn't have the same energy in Ireland as that time, particularly, I think. Well, I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I'm too, I'm standing too close to the elephant, as they say. Um, I, th- I think maybe on the week leading up to it, it'll go into overdrive. But I think you're right. I think maybe people, because I know the casuals in my job are are fed up with seeing Connor uh, exploit like that. can I cut across you, mate? Sorry, just your camera work is unbelievable. It's like you're wearing a burqa. Like we literally just have this, like (laughs) we've got a window. (laughs) I enjoyed it. It's mysterious. <laughs> you look fabulous. I'm lying down on me pillow. Um, yeah, I think a couple of the casuals and work are, are fed up of his exploits outside of the octagon. On that, that I think that they're not going to get engrossed maybe until the day of it or the night of it when they know that their other friends are staying up or there's there's a party or something like that. Yeah. You think that? You think that has something to do? With? I think it's just that like McGregor's in a very different time in his career. Like, but before that fight, he was fighting so often that even that six month gap felt like so long. You know, or whatever. What was it? October? No, he had fought. He fought Siver in the January, right? So he was. Um, it was six months. So that six month stretch even felt like crazy because he fought in the January, October, July, and then there was the injury as well. So I think he's been away for so long. That there's not that like oh when when's the next like I don't know if he has us all swept up in the the fever that was around in 2015 when he was marching towards the first title but in saying that this this fan base in Ireland doesn't really matter when it comes to where the UFC make their money like yeah it's great for like you know those events gives an awesome backdrop but all they care about is the US and Connor is on a completely different course than he was in 2015 he's 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 bigger than the sport. He's the reason why they managed to sell this thing for four point four billion or whatever it was, you know. So it's like um, he's in a very different time, and I do expect it to to break all the records. But I'm just saying, right here in Dublin, his home, it doesn't have the same kind of uh, doesn't quite, quite kind of have the same quite the buzz at the moment. I don't think. I'd, I'd agree with you. I think that there, there's kind of I don't want to say there's McGregor fatigue, but there is definitely a kind of uh, yeah, I just want him to like, fight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And at this stage, I think him going off and doing the boxing thing and then all the sort of antics in between, as you were kind of saying, Merlo, that that sort of stuff doesn't help in terms of the casuals. Um, even me, I've kind of burned out a little bit. Like, you know, whereas <laughs> PPC are dead, right? Like, the, the around UFC 189, like, the, the hype and fanfare there was, like, just unreal. You know what I mean? You felt like you were really part of something. Whereas now you just kind of go, just want that fight to be on and just to, to be done, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, it feels like, um, I don't know, like, it's funny. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned the thing, the Brooklyn thing, and obviously the Bellator thing where he's scaling the octagon and slapping the official and stuff. I went to the town with a camera the other day, and I just started asking random people in the street what they think of Conor McGregor, what they think of this fight. It seems like everybody just thinks that was, uh, you know, 
a work. Like, I mean, they thought it was, it was just put together or whatever. Publicity. Yeah, yeah, and and you can't blame them for thinking that way when the when the UFC are pushing it to the forefront of every promo. You got to remember, like, you know, this guy threw a thing at a bus full of people. Paul Daly, like, kind of threw a petulant punch after a fight many years ago. Like, the guys have been punching the heads off each other for our enjoyment for 15 minutes. He throws a punch after the bell a second too late, and he gets banned. Yeah, Dana, Dana White was calling this the most disgusting thing that ever happened in the history of the sport. And now he's using that disgusting thing to, to turn that into money. Now that's either, either he's an evil genius or he's completely, um, he's completely taken any kind of substance away from anything he says, because that's just turned into like a little chip, a a little clip on for this promo now. Whereas maybe in the past people would, people would have thought maybe Dana was a bit of a, more of a man of his word. Now he's saying it's the most disgusting thing. Did he just say that because he knew it was going to turn into money later on? All I know and, is... And it get headlines. All yeah. I know of course. Is, so, somewhere in... Lots of questions. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Connecticut, Vince McMahon is going mad that he didn't think it is first. That's all I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It does remind you of the, the old Attitude Era stuff, which... I went back and I watched a lot of that stuff after the last time we talked to you because you were trying to tell me. Because that, was, if you think about it, right? Because that was creeping into the UFC now. And now look at the DC Brock thing, which I don't have a problem with. Yeah. But you were dead, right? You was caught. You like you were talking about that then. It was so obvious to you as as people who consume pro wrestling that it was going down that road. And then it comes to that moment there where you see the big schism in the sport. Oh, I hate it. I love it. But everyone's talking about it. You know yeah. what I mean? So. But exactly, yeah. of that attitude. I mean, so when I watched the, was it the Monday Night War documentary I watched? It was yeah, brilliant yeah. about. I, I saw a lot of that kind of stuff um, being used by the WWF when they kind of took off and got away from WCW when they did that, yeah. made that move to just get attention, I suppose. Yeah. But as well, like Brock Lesnar knows how to make money. He's there to make money, whether he wins or loses in UFC. Like he's just there to make whatever amount of money he can like he is with with Vince at the moment he's making all the money he can like people were giving out about that little uh, skit with DC more than they were about Connor they were giving out about that in terms of the effect it has on the actual sport more than they gave out about Connor throwing. No, but seriously, like if you think no. about it, everybody was thinking about that as in what's going to happen to Connor's career? What's going to happen to Connor's career? They, or, or what's going to happen here? Is he ever going to fight again? Nobody was kind of saying, well, this is a massive black eye in the sport. There were some, but it wasn't as much as people were saying that about DC and, and Brock Lesnar having a bit of crack, basically. Yeah. Storing, yeah. Up, storing up some interest in a fight, which we see Tyson Fury do all the time and all these guys, you know what I mean? Oh, so, and the best part... But, 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 yeah, what what I was going to say is that what, when you text me when that happened, PT, the, the next day, and you were yeah. saying, well, what do you think of it? And I was saying, it's the best thing that's happened in M- MMA in the last nine months. Yeah, I remember that. And, and it's interesting because even I said to you that day, I was like, my friends don't watch UFC anymore. They watch when Conor fights. That's, mm. and, and, and they're pretty much, it's the only fight to be like, if that fight's announced, I'm going to book that eight weeks in advance. I'm already scratching myself as uh, I'm busy that night. I'm watching the McGregor fight. There's no, it's very rare that my friends would be, say if I'm in the pub on a Friday night, which rarely, rarely, rarely happens, you know me, lads, and I'll be only on the water. It's rarely, <laughs> rare that they'd be saying to me, like, geez, I can't wait to watch um, DC versus Volkan Ozdemir, man. That guy's crazy. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah, it's not, yeah. there's not that, like, I think when Connor was more active, the people were far more immersed in the sport in Ireland, and they were kind of, they were falling victim to the promos, although they don't want to admit it. Like, you know, because you're in circulation. Connor's fighting every three months. I'm seeing these promos. I'm more familiar with these guys. I'm picking up on on, on their trajectories. Like, that's just... I, I feel like that's gone but in Ireland. That's, 
that that's the that's the kind of event junkie in people where you know when Connor was fit and even if he wasn't was fully, the MMA snob, isn't it? Like everyone just do this, you know. That's yeah. absolutely it. That's all it is. I had a guy in work today asking me about ticket prices, and uh, you know, personally, I think anything under five hundred dollars uh, in in the for the UFC pay per view, I don't believe those tickets are available. I think they're just a myth because Danny, <laughs> yes, with, Danny, we've only ever paid five five hundred euro for those tickets when we went to Vegas. I think four eighty or four ninety maybe. Yeah. But he was like, "Oh, what about? Uh, I'm trying to get tickets." Uh, it's, it's is it true that they're 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 three hundred dollars? And I said, mate, Darn, you're not going to get it. Yeah, but like as you said, like no one's no one's seeing them tickets. But no, no one's seeing. There's about ten tickets that that two that are two hundred <laughs> three hundred dollars. And he, he was like, he, he was asking me so many questions that he was only just on board. And I was kind of going, you're not into MMA, are you? And he's like. Oh yeah, no. I used to watch, I used to go to all the Cage Warrior stuff. I was like, oh, that uh, yeah, here we that go. That all nutshells coming back again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was more people. people in the Helix when uh, Connor B. I was going to say there was more people watching Cage Warriors and watching Connor win the belt in Cage Warriors than there was fighting in the GPO in 1916. Did you ever hear <laughs> the people like? There's so much bullshit like that. I, sometimes I'm like sending. I used to be sending pictures going, and I've been covering uh, Connor McGregor's career more than anyone in the world. And I'd be like, but I've met so many people that told me that they were there, <laughs> even though I didn't see them. Yeah. They were there that night as well. So am I lying about this? Actually, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's Helix wasn't even full that night. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, man. I am. Um, it's, oh, it's, 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 it's. Look, I'm here complaining about it, but like MMA needed. Like that's the the industry I rely on for paychecks. Like I mean, he he comes in and he changes everything. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I mean, even if it is that, just like people. I, and I guess that is the difference. He's that guy, as you said, like like Brock Lesnar, but maybe even to a larger extent. And based on his pay per view record in UFC, you'd have to say, uh, evidently in his in his pay per view boys, he is the biggest draw of all time. Like this guy is the guy that makes your ah tune in and watch a fight or your auntie that don't give a shit. And even if they hate him, they're gonna watch it so they can because it's it's an event. You know what I mean? It's it's a big thing, and there's not many guys that are doing that anymore. But that's it. And even across like other sports, even across like like boxing, where you know, for for years people would tune in to watch like whatever the heavyweight fight was. Like fair enough, Joshua. Maybe you could make the argument that people are starting to tune in to watch that because of the event, or as you, you mentioned, Tyson Fury earlier, because he has the gift of the gab. Like, but Connor has managed to bring it beyond. Whereas Lesnar definitely pushed, and and you could argue it was the biggest draw up until this point. But I think, oh, yeah. like, if, if you had a card with the two of them on it. I don't. Oh think, my God. I, I don't think Dana White would be able to stand up for a month. He, he, <laughs> he, he would not know what to do with himself. I don't think he'd want to lose. I don't think they'd want to lose that much pay per view money. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'll be giving this guy and this guy percentages." Yeah. I don't like that. They're greedy fuckers, man. That's a fair point. Yeah, actually, yeah you know. But, uh, <laughs> but that, um, that DC, that DC Brock thing, man. Take my money. I, I am loving it. Like I was saying to Graham, I was like, people, media members were onto me. Going, oh, this is a fuck. I didn't know what they were talking about because I watched it, but I did like I wasn't on Twitter because like like it's six o'clock in the morning. I, I write for uh, I have to do event reports, so I just like lashing out an event report. I'm not even minding, so I'm just basically consuming it and writing down what I'm seeing. Yeah, and uh, that all came and went, and I was kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, that's a good crack. Like it's gonna be a good fight or whatever. And all these people are like, oh, I can't believe this. And I was like, what? Did I miss something? Like, what are we talking about? 
No, honestly, like, and they were like, did you not see that's a disgrace? And I was like, ah, come on, man. Come on. You know? The biggest disgrace. The biggest disgrace of all that was Brock Lesnar's cowboy boots. Oh, man. I didn't even realize that until the next day. And I was like, is this a thing? And people were like, yeah. Because every single one of the American guys, um, it was Justin Gallo. He was saying to me, like, Every single of uh, funeral I've been to in my life, that's what my family wear. Like, I mean, I don't choose to wear the, the, the cowboy boots with suit, but my family will be decked out like, and I'm talking cousins 15 years of age and shit wearing that stuff, you know what I mean? So maybe Please, something. Let me ask you. Let me, let me ask you. You know when the, the whole thing in Brooklyn happened? Mm-hmm. And the the whole thing in Brooklyn happened with Connor yeah. and Gabe? Um, like you, I think some Irish casuals forget that you're a journalist sometimes, and you shouldn't be. It's it's the classic how you shouldn't be going against Connor or whatever. You're just yeah. reporting as it was happened. Yeah. Would you get? Would you get enough of that criticism? Like, yeah, I get it. Like you know, you feel like um, sometimes the fighters themselves don't understand what your job is. You know what I mean? Like it's um, it's you get an awful lot. Like and and sometimes you need to have them arguments you need to have them kind of um disputes little ones like just so you can kind of say well look this is what i have to do you know this is, this is my job like i can't i have to do what i'm you know what i'm about here I, I wouldn't be in the position i'm in if i if i didn't so it's it's always um it's always a a pain you get it you get it off irish people but to be honest after the brooklyn thing everybody was just everybody felt like they were pissed off do you know what i mean as well as the, with the bellator thing as well Everybody seemed for me it was the biggest kind of change in perception that Connor ever had with them Bellator situations and and the um, the the Brooklyn incident. Like I've never, it, it's just very hard to be compassionate to a guy when, when he's when he's like that. Like when he seems so so far away from the composed person we see winning world titles. You know what I mean? Where he seems completely unhinged like that, and there's no excuse for it. Um, a, a guy. With that much attention on him, a guy um, with that much to lose, uh, you know what I mean? It, it, it just doesn't make sense, it, and I and I still feel, I still feel I'll never I'll never be able to um, understand what happened there in either of them things. Um, you know, even you know, it's it's going to be one of them things now where it's like that's something that's going to be talked about an awful lot now. We're, like this is a whole nutshell that's going to be opened again for everyone yeah. involved in McGregor's camp, everyone involved in Khabib's camp. Um, but obviously, it's more McGregor sort of things that was more polarizing, would probably cause more damage. Um, there was more people, obviously, in the line of what he was doing in his uh, in the line of fire was dollies or whatever. So, you know, and it's also like even even when you look at Artem, like that that's that for me is a big difference in this. It feels like that's a, a stressful situation. But then again, when after being around. Uh, McGregor before he fought Mendez and seeing how he rose to it uh, from adversity, like it kind of make it, it kind of makes me think this will actually end up playing into his hands as well. It's very strange, like and as bad as we're saying this is, is he making money more money for this fight because of that? Yes, he is. Is he more visible because of that? Yes, he is. Is everyone around him that was involved in that situation getting more opportunity than they've ever gotten their their lives or careers? Yes, they are. So yeah. sometimes I feel like a hypocrite saying it's a bad thing when they're getting nothing but good things from it. You know, it, it's a it's a very complex situation. But when you've got a cult icon like that at the at the front of it all, I think it's all it's always going to be. Like when these things are happening, I'm thinking 
oh man, this is the end for Connor. What the hell's he doing? You're worried. You're watching a guy that you've watched since he's 18 uh, rise from like small ranks in Dublin to take over the whole world, take over the whole fight game. And you're going, what are you doing, man? You, you can't help it. You know what I mean? You, you just can't help it. And that's that's exactly how I feel every time he does it. And I think it's only a certain amount of times you can do that kind of thing before it ends up biting you in the arse. Luckily, at this stage, his, his career has, has seems to only benefit from his uh, activity outside the octagon, which is bizarre. But that's that's the way it is for him. And do you, do you cringe a bit when these things happen? Like yeah. me and Danny? Yeah, I think everybody does. I think it's um, a guy who is synonymous with the Irish identity now. A lot of people in the world um, base what they think Irish people are on, are on what Connor does, and <laughs> for a while, you know, he he has been such a fantastic representation of uh, Irishness for so long, and you know, showing like how we can rise, uh, just being a small island that we we you know the odds against us kind of never matter. We, we're massively passionate. We're very proud of our nationalities. And um, and the whole fight in Irish thing, of course, played off hugely in America. So to see a guy who was held up as, you know, this was a guy that I was going to papers like, how can you not be doing something with this guy? You know, this is the guy like, this guy is a superstar. This guy is unbelievable. Listen to what he's saying. He's, he, he's changing. He's changing the perception of sport all over the world. And then you see him doing that. You're kind of like, it kind of lives and dies with Conor MMA in Ireland, I think, and I always will. So it's going to be yeah. very interesting when he goes as well. It's just, I know I'm not directly answering these questions because it's very hard to, but um, I'm doing my best. <laughs> Why is it hard? Is it because you, you've been close to him? No, it's hard to, because I still don't think it's played out. I still don't think okay. it's all played out. Mm. I still think, um, I love. I want to see how he um, goes with the press on this, on this, uh, fight are they going to be is he going to be grilled constantly about this uh this situation or is he going to completely avoid it like we saw ronda rousey did after she did had the loss is he literally going to just show up on fight week and do the press conference do the open workouts weigh in and fight rather than as we've seen before conan o'brien blah 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 if you can imagine him doing that tv chat route and he's asked about this every single time that's going to be very draining i'd imagine but um i i i just don't know how it's going to to play off. You've seen how he was in the in the defeat with Nate Diaz. He was brilliant with that. Fantastic. And I think he actually learned a lot from Rousey's defeat because hers went off so bad. I think well, yeah. like anyone I think that was kind of in the spotlight in MMA at that time should have been like, well, whatever she did, I need to do the exact opposite of that. And I think that's pretty much exactly what he did. I think with Connor as well, the, the, like you kind of touched on it as well, piece. Like the cult of personality that surrounds Connor is like no one we've seen in recent times in Ireland and that has spread that like he has taken over the world and I'm kind of I'm definitely at the point where like Mero was saying where like these things happen and I cringe and I'm like oh fucking hell what why why has he done it like why yeah and I'm baffled that there's been no repercussions I'm genuinely astonished that somehow his stock has just rose and rose and rose off the back of it like yeah, yeah. Oh, so am I. As I said, I, I'm sitting there going like, oh, your career is like, what are you doing here? This is it. Your career, like you've after, you messed the whole thing up. And then the next day you're eating breakfast with your missus in a cafe or something. And you're just listening around. You're like, everybody in the room is talking about this guy. Yeah. And that just seems to be the currency of, of this age. It doesn't matter what they're saying once they're saying it. And that's basically been Connor's whole career up until this point. Um, But like... 
it's the well, funny thing. A like, the funny thing about that though. Yeah. What? Sorry. There's a bit of Trump about that though. Like Trump. Yes. Trump yeah. Out oh, that's what I mean. Like, the whole age. The whole age. It seems to me. Like I look at these people sent me links to these Instagram celebrities, who are making complete fools of themselves, but they're making money off off of it. Like it's like who's the bigger tick here? Like. You know what I mean? It's like a it's like a weird game, and I can't really get my head around it. But but one thing you did say that I that I that the, the, the fact that there's been no repercussions about it. I've heard someone talk about this quite recently. It's also to do with the current situation with UFC. They don't want to be identified as the employer of Conor McGregor because that will come with its whole new packages. You're going to have to give fighters. You're going to have to insure them. You're going to have to do all this. It's the whole uh, unionizing of fighters. It's in that debate because if they start prosecuting you, you'll be like, hang on a second, I'm a sole trader. I'm, I just do a job for you. So if they start punishing them, saying you can do this, you can do that, that could open up a whole new series of litigation for them in terms of fighters' rights and the, the and the trade unions, etc. So I think that's that that's a possibility as well. I heard, I think I heard Luke Thomas talking about it the other day. He said like. Look at Paul Daly. Like they used to come down hard on people, even people who would make homophobic slurs and all. They come down very hard on them. Now it's kind of like they're they're not doing anything. They're saying, "Oh well, that's very bad," but let's get on with business because they don't want to be seen to be punishing them because then they look like employers. Mental. Um, so I want to move on a little bit from Connor as well. But uh, do you, do you have an inkling on the fight? Have you got any sort of again? Right. This is one of the craziest things about this fight. All of my life, I've always said, well, all of my life, <laughs> ever since I was aware of Khabib, I was like, that is the nightmare fight. That is the nightmare fight. That's the boogeyman for Connor. I don't I don't like it one bit. Start talking to people. Everybody's picking Connor. I'm like, this fella hasn't fought in MMA in two years. <laughs> like, what is me- How? You know what I mean? How is this happening? And they start, I'm telling you, he has such a strong following. And the, the fact that everyone's talking about him. Kevin Lee thinks he's going to win. Darren Till thinks he's going to win. Eddie Alvarez thinks he's going to win. Like, and fair enough, they have they have skin in the game when it comes to Khabib as well. But mm. I do think Khabib's going to win. I've got to say, like, if you, like, look, I'm not saying I, I definitely think he's going to win. That's a silly thing to say. You just but, said it. You just said I, it. I think he's going to win. <laughs> I, I, I guess I think he's going to win. But can he? Like, the whole fight is going to be won and lost in. Can he get like if he gets on top of Connor, it's over. That's what I think. I think it's like if he can establish that once, he will be able to drain him to a point where it's gonna keep on happening. He's gonna be so conscious of not getting taken down, he's just gonna keep on ending up getting taken down. Mm-hmm. But I've seen Connor hit someone too many times and very early in a fight, and you're like, Well, there goes the fight. Like you're just you're basically yeah. on bar time. You they've been hit once and you're like, You are you are fucked, mate. Like like, look at Eddie Alvarez. Look at what he's done since Connor. He's like unbelievable fighter. And he looked like he met Connor made him look like he, they were in a video game and they had choreographed that finishing sequence. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so is he still that guy though? I don't think so. I don't think he can ever be the guy he was. So it's like, are we measuring? We're measuring Khabib against the greatest version of Connor of all time, which was probably the Eddie Alvarez fight. Since then, he spent a year boxing. He's gone back to fighting, like to, to MMA. So, like that has to have that has to pay some kind of toll, like of not yeah. wrestling for a year, whatever it was. And you're fighting the greatest wrestler of all time. So, I'm gonna say Khabib. Mero was on the sherry at the weekend <laughs> and publicly declared that not not only would McGregor win, but he chose the round and method of victory. Go so, on. 
Ah, oh, Connor's going to win the first round, TKO. Oh. How many charities did you have, Graham? I had a few. <laughs> I very would agree. I would agree that if Connor w- wins, it's going to be like that. Yeah. But um, I just, it's I just, just, I just can't believe it. Did he never, was he never, like, just for you, I'm just wondering, were you always of the mindset that if Conor met Khabib, that Conor would win? Or did that suddenly change no. when the fight got announced? It suddenly changed. No, when no, he was, When he was 40 and Sherry's in on Saturday night, no, it changed. No, no, I'm just genuine, because I feel like, I feel like everybody was kind of like, this is the nightmare fight, this is the nightmare fight. And then as soon as it was booked, everyone was like, cut, easy fight for Conor. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, what happened? I, th- I thought it was the nightmare fight as well, um, up until Khabib's last two fights. Right. I just thought he 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 left himself a bit too uh, exposed, and I just felt that if he left himself, th- I just feel that if he leaves himself composed like he has in his last two fights, exposed, um, I think just Connor will take advantage of that. I think that was all a ruse in his last fight. I I think he knew he wasn't going to finish Iaquinta because he'd given him the sauce for the first two rounds, and then he's like, right, well this lad's. He, he he might be he might be like mashed potatoes at the moment, but he's fucking not going anywhere. So <laughs> then he was like, right, I, I stand, I, I'll stand with this fella now. And every, like, it's been said for a long time that this lad is still like pretty much a novice on the feet. Like Javier Mendez had said it for years, and like then he's fine when you can see his corner absolutely losing their minds. But it felt like in them three rounds, round three, four, and five, that's when everybody suddenly started going, "Geez, imagine if Connor, imagine if Connor was in there." You could actually see it. Yeah. Round three, four, and five. People on Twitter. Jeez, if he was in there with Connor, if he was in there with Connor. Now either he has no discipline, and he was standing up, hoping for the best, putting his undisputed record on the line, the lightweight title on the line for the crack, standing up, or he knew that he had Ali Quinta beaten, and he could say, "I could stand here, and let's generate interest in this fight." Now, I think that's a far more obscure theory than he just didn't look good, like Graham is saying, but. There's part of me that's like, I, I don't give fighters a lot of credit for how clever they are a lot of the time. And I've found that <laughs> to be a downfall of mine in the past. So, I mean, is he doing that? Is he like, you got to remember, this guy's speaking to us in a second language. We don't really fully grasp the full scale of his intellect either. Like, I mean, when someone's speaking in a native tongue, you can get a lot more of a feel. Like, I, I just don't know. I, I, I don't know. It just felt too perfect that everyone started talking about Connor, blah, 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 doing them last few rounds. Connor might have picked up on it and gone, oh, I actually would kill this fella. Like, this is pretty handy. Then he has that thing with Artem and there's a full-scale war in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's perception versus reality in this sport is getting very hard these days, lads. As we said, it's very <laughs> yeah. difficult. Now, I, I, I do understand that I'm a bit Alex Jones there in what I'm saying. Am I, am I a bit? Is it a bit too? Please. I am Alex Jones, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Jones, I think. I don't know. Like, I don't even know who implanted this in my head. I, I don't like. I, I don't think. I don't think uh, it was a real. Am I giving him way too much credit? Am I giving him way too much credit for me thinking like I'm gonna stand with this guy, and then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, he's shite. Like, he is so bad at stand up." And Connor, there's no way. There's no one. There's no way any fighter goes into the octagon and thinks that. Hmm. Don't know, man. I think Team Eagles are running false flags missions. You know what I mean? <laughs> Black helicopters. <laughs> well, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, he looked. He didn't. He's never looked like that. Khabib's never done that in a fight. And why did he do it that night? Yeah. When he got the title that Conor McGregor basically had taken off him, 
and he's there standing up like a dope when every other time we've seen him, he's just on top of someone, mauling them, and they make this weird face where they've completely lost their soul and they look <laughs> yes, they look into Esther Lynn's camera and she takes like an award-winning photo- photograph the moment Edson Barbosa lost his soul. Yeah. Like like that's like I've seen that and I never I don't see do you know what it's like when lads wake up after Connor uh, knocks them out like Aldo and it's just like what in the name of God is after happening here? Like that that's what I see when Khabib's on top of lads just like eating their souls out through their arseholes. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing left to do was to run a warm bath and, yeah, uh, yeah. and nurse yourself back in with like it's a just, nice Yankee candle burning in the background. And it's, some... so <laughs> it's just so different. Like, I can remember I was in the, obviously I was front and centre at UFC 205 and the different experience it is watching Khabib Namagamadoff fight compared to Conor fighting is, it's very different. Like, mm. it's, it's nearly hard to watch Khabib doing these things to these lads. Like, he does some weird shit. Like, he'll pin your arm behind your back and you can either try and defend yourself as he elbows the face off you and just grit, like just grinds on you, or you can try to get up, which is gonna let him just completely tee off on you. So like, it's you're fucked if you do, and you're fucked if you don't, and you feel like it's nearly like uh, an animal hunting his prey. Uh, with Connor, it's it's like a work of art, it's like a ballet or something. You know, it's kind of like this is what mixed martial arts is. This is the art of it. You know, when he's in full flow and he and he's against Alvarez there. And I also think against Siver, uh, that showcase performance, like, I mean, it was an opponent that wasn't worthy of being in there with him. But when you can see him flowing like that, it looks like art. And that's basically, it's funny that when he's like that and he's performing like that, you want to show the whole world, like, this is what mixed martial arts is. And unfortunately, then there's the other side of it, which is the Brooklyn shit with the throwing things and what have you. And you're like, please don't show it. Yeah, it was a slapping an official. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, I... Again, I'm baffled there was no... Like, yeah. we're talking about uh, the space of a year here, lads. This is like one guy... This would be a guy's, like, like uh, a film we watched. Uh, you know what I mean? About a guy who lived 100 years ago or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's crazy. Like, and the one thing is, like, we're all... Like, as much as, like, it's terrible for him to see him doing them things that he does, we're all going to miss him terribly when he does decide to pack this in. And this oh, could yeah. basically be his last... This could yeah. really... Realistic, this could be his last fight. He doesn't need to do anything. He has a million different businesses going, and this could be the last one. Yeah, like if he if well, he imagine if he wins, and then it's it's GSP, it's Mayweather money time. Like that's what I was gonna say. If he wins, realistically, what GSP for you or a Tyrone Woodley for you are probably the only two things. I don't think he'll have any desire or interest to to even look at a Tony Ferguson for you. You're right. No, yeah. I th- I think as well though. Sixteen-year-old Conor McGregor will come out and. Uh, He'll want to do uh, WrestleMania or something like that as well. Yeah, and yeah. more power to him. More power to him. That'd be. I'd say he'd be class at that. I'd say that would be hilarious. But it's um, it's it's like look, it's weird that a little while ago, like Khabib wasn't even on Connor's radar. You know, he wasn't really like he didn't really care about him. And now all of this, as soon as it smells like money, this is it. Now it's happening. Yeah. Um, I think you're right saying that like. Does Tony Ferguson ever somehow rise and have the selling potential of a of a Khabib in this situation now with, with everything that's happened and a GSP? I really don't see it. I don't think I, I even think Woodley's a long shot. Mm. I think Woodley's a very long shot at this stage. Yeah, like I mean, I think I, Woodley beats Dill anyway. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Well, I, I also beat against Dill in his last two fights, so don't believe me anymore. That lad's uh, he's uh, proven me wrong. Fair play to him. Um, but do you think he deserves a title fight? 
No. No. Oh, neither I like, I'm very fond of Darren. I've covered him for a long time, and he's a gentleman with his time. Um, a, a real, real lovely guy, but I don't think he deserves a title shot. Um, after missing weight, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I don't. The, the current iteration of the UFC just doesn't make sense because even if this guy wins the title, what are we doing then? Yeah. He's going to have to go yeah. to midweight within a fight. Yeah, so yeah. maybe maybe defends it once and goes up. I, I personally believe he's going to be a, a even better fighter at middleweight. I think we're going to see a case of the Rob Whitakers about him. Like Rob Whitaker was, you know, a fine fighter at welterweight. He moves up, stops going through that rigorous weight cut, and he becomes the best fighter in the world. I think Darren's going to be at way more KO power at 185 than he does at like a depleted version of him at 170. Rob Whitaker <laughs> astonished me not by fighting, but by his date of birth. Genuinely thought he was about 36 years of age. Like, yeah, he's very young, yeah. I was like, wait, yeah, hang he's on. He's like 20, 27. Yeah, 26, 27. Oh, and probably, I, was, I was like, hang on a second. This lad is literally mid-20s and he's he's turning into an absolute beast. I thought he was kind of... How about he was a kickboxer his whole life and just last year he got shortlisted to be on the Australian uh, Olympic wrestling game? Yeah, yeah. Like... That's, that is like, and that's him going to wrestle with the national team because he wants to get better at wrestling for MMA. Yeah. They they asked him to basically go to the Olympics and he couldn't because of these UFC contracted state. That said, like you're not doing anything else, man. You yeah. you lunatic. And plus, the poor bastard's falling apart, isn't he? Yeah, he's well, that's your side of it. Yeah. Point. So I'm glad he's not going. And 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 I wouldn't be surprised if the time in that them wrestling rooms. Uh, with those murderers, man, them, them, them wrestlers are just a different level of of strength, and condition, and different level of of grit and just self determination. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was injuries inflicted in them rooms, like grappling stuff with his knee. You wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. That, like like wrestlers for fun are like, yeah, what well, you've got a good um, knee, they give us twenty minutes. You know, like, I mean? it's, like, like, like in MMA, it's famous like a, like a, the difference between a guy who came from a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu background compared to a wrestling background. Oh, like yeah. it's a such an uh, like opposites you know what i mean one's so soft the other one's like so hard and steel and different mindsets one's loosey-goosey the other one's just complete victory results everything like this will you be going to the um connor and khabib fight i don't know um i don't know if i'm needed over there obviously they've got like you know the best guys in the world over there mma fighting in america um i don't like las vegas but i i feel like when I missed the Mayweather fight, I didn't realize how much it it meant to me to, to be at all those guys' fights until I wasn't there. And I, look, I had a great time watching it in Dublin. I think I'm, I'm wrote, I wrote one of the, the pieces I'm most proud of for MMA fighting about that night, just watching it in Dublin with the with the, that energy around me. Um, so it, it's not like it was a terrible thing, but certainly uh, I would like to be. Um, am I needed? That's a different question. Do you know what I mean? Like I mean, I really don't. I really don't know if I'm, I'm needed over there. Will, will the book publishers not bring over? Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could tap them up and see if they'll send me over again. But, I mean, the eight times in 2015 with no chapters uh, probably might be a sore spot. <laughs> Is that dead in the water now, Pinsy? I don't know, man. This is my life. Like, I just live in complete, like, ambiguity about every corner at all times. I don't know. I'm, like, personally... um. I want to. I want to do different books, and I don't know what the situation is with that contract. Um, I don't know what so, the story is with it. Huh? Just to fill, just to fill people in, what was it? I was um, meant to be writing Connor's autobiography. He asked me to do it, ghostwrite it uh, for him. Um, <laughs> we didn't get it done. <laughs> 
And now we're in this kind of uh, weird situation where we don't know what's going to happen with it. But uh, I guess that's completely up to him. But I mean, I I know why it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like they, he signs a book contract in 2014, becomes the the biggest name in the sport in 2015, and then the biggest name in the history of Ireland and like, you know, over the next couple of years, like, I mean, it's a different, it's apples and oranges. I'd assume why, why he signed for like, I mean, that's just, I mean, I think anyone, uh, even with no knowledge of MMA could probably understand that his value had probably gone up, uh, exceptionally more. And he probably had a lot of things on the table that he prioritized over it. Like, so, I mean, that, that happened and that's the way it is. I just, it was the first time I'd ever really, you know, failed to deliver. Like I, I, it was a, such a big opportunity, and I failed to deliver as far as I was concerned. Even though it did take two to tango, but I mean, you know, in your head, like you want to nail down these things when you're given a chance to shine. You want to be able to do it, and I guess it's it's a bit of a sore spot for me that I didn't get to nail it down because I would have loved to write the book having uh, cover Connor for so long. You know, you yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, am I like? I mean, is there? A, like I feel different about it all the time, you know what I mean? It's uh, you could like I mean, I don't think it would. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be annoyed if I didn't write that book now. You know what I mean? I really don't. Uh, like as far as I think in 2015, 2016, had you asked me about it, I'd be still boiling about it. You know what I mean? As in, like, ah, oh, what's going on here? Blah blah blah. And now it's like I don't really. Whatever's happening, it's happening. I'd say it's a long way off anyway. To be honest, the book on him. Yeah. I feel like the yeah. best way to capture him is is the way uh, Graham, uh, Paddy, and and Gav did for so long with the documentary because he is he's always moving. That's the problem about writing a book with It's trying to get him to sit down for five minutes and have a chat with you. It's just it's just hard work. I think either way, there's a few more chapters in whatever book does eventually come to be. A you few know what I mean? So the tail left, yeah. yeah I'd imagine yeah. Yeah. it's. I just hope it's all good things because that made me very worried uh, that whole time. Um, there was also the the thing in when Artem was fighting Andre Feely and you know Goddard asking them to sit down and stuff. It was just there was there was lots of hearsay, lots of speculation going on, and I think with a guy like Connor, like I think people forget he's a human sometimes as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Like uh, that that worries you. Like when you, when you kind of saying Jesus, is he unhinged? Is he in control? Is he like this is a guy that you know when when he's composed, he, he has done some of the greatest sporting feats. Um, I believe this country is saying, like, I mean, you know, honestly, yeah. honestly, like, I mean, it's something that I know everyone thinks uh, the sport is a freak show and MMA is to blame for that as much as Conor McGregor, as much as everything else. Like, the sport is just weird. Um, yeah. But if you look at what he's done and as much as people belittled it at the time, if you go back and look at the fighters he beat, uh, have a look at what they were doing before Connor fought them. Have a look at what they did after Connor bet them, because some of them had rem- remarkable resurgences, like Dustin Poirier, okay. like Eddie Alvarez. Um, Aldo probably didn't re- Aldo didn't recapture form, but he still he still has shown glimpses of magic. Where you're like that guy is absolute quality. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like I think he's a he's a, a genius fighter, a great sportsman at his best. He's a fantastic representation of Irishness and and a role model that all kids and and people could aspire to be, and at the worst side, he's the exact opposite of that. He's he's not he's not what you want the sport to be known for. He he's not what you'd consider um, a, a gleaming endorsement of, of a sportsman or a sports person or what an athlete should be. But that's I guess the whole roller coaster of McGregor, and that's why people are so compelled by him. Like even when people are disgusted by him, they can't help but discuss it. I guess a hundred percent. And I think the thing here is that and like. 
throughout history, like I mean, even even Shakespeare, all his great characters had that flaw. Fatal Hamartia, yeah, that's the yeah, whole thing. Exactly, that yeah. The ball, yeah, you know what I mean. And it's this whole thing of sometimes the one thing where Shakespeare kills them, right? It's the Fatal Hamartia, isn't it? They, yeah. It usually kills them, like Hamlet's procrastination killed them, all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. King Lear going off as rocker and all that kind of thing, and like this whole thing to me. Like, and, and is it Connor's temper then? What is the issue? Well, Do you think well, it's a temper issue? Do you think it's a composure issue? I, th- I think it is. I think temper definitely plays a part of it. And I Shown think off. he's sorry, shown sorry. off. Mm. Well, I think it's just when he doesn't train his mind, he's not in control of it. I think when he's training, when he's in the gym, it's a discipline thing. When he's training, he's in the gym, he's tunnel vision. I want to do this. And look, I. I would probably do unquestionably ridiculous things if I was as wealthy as him. And what's the point in getting all that money if you're not going to spend it a little bit, not not let your hair down, so to speak? But it's just hard, you know. It's just when it's when it's that far out, it's like you can't you can't be like right on, Connor. You're dead right. You know what I mean? It, it's just hard. I think I think an athlete like that needs to be in the gym. Needs yeah, to be in the gym. Uh, Guy who's that, that's needs it. to control his emotions. I th- I think he probably needs something to to be aiming towards as well a bit. I mean, I think yeah. his best work or his, his the best of what we see has always come almost when there's either great adversary ahead of him, like you re- referenced it, the absolute shit he went through ahead of UFC one eighty nine, mm. um, or when people say, "Nah, this is the one he can't be. He's not going to beat Aldo. He's not going to beat Alvarez. He can't beat a wrestler like Chad Mendes. He can't beat a Khabib Nurmagomedov." Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like this whole thing. I mean, and yeah, look, if I had his money, I mean, I'd be in the nip outside the office of Dublin City Council trying to buy the River Liffey. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, so do you know what I mean? Like, I'll be your hand. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, like, he, he does have these fundamental flaws, but at the same time, that almost makes you endeared to him when he goes back on the sort of the straight and narrow or the Connor that we all love. You kind of go... Yeah, look, that's all in the past, mate. Just you, you do what you know you can do. That's how he is personally. Like, I mean, um, if he just when he comes into a realm, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. It's mm. not like ever since the first time I met him, he was, he was like everyone in the room was drawn to him, and nobody knew who he was. I can remember that was the first thing I said about him. I was like, who is that guy? To my brother, who is that yeah. guy? Who the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, like, no, but, I mean, that's what it's always been. And he has this such an energy that, like, you know, he has the power to change the mood of a room. He has the the power to change a group of people. No matter, if he's in a bad mood, that group's in a bad mood. They're walking on eggshells. If he's in a good mood, it's the greatest place to be in the world. And it's like... That's his life, I think. It's a, it's the the extremes. I think that's that's how he lives. He constantly lives in extremes. Um, you know, when whether he's training, whether he's in his, his everyday life, that's just the way he is, and that's 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 why he is the guy he is. So, um, I think it's something that's always always going to be go hand in hand with him. Um, and let's just hope it's more two belts on top of the octagon than a, a dolly through the window of a bus, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and let's hope. Easy I was, say, Sorry, Danny I was gonna say let's hope there's a front cover with PT Carroll on it beside that photo <laughs> one day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd hate like I don't know. Um, I'd I'd love to do it obviously, but it's it's tough. Like I mean, it just feels like Connor won't be able to stop moving enough to do a book until he's about fifty. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, every time I see him, he's always on the way somewhere. 
I was just yeah. thinking about that today. He's never like sitting down anywhere. He's always on the way, coming and going from somewhere. He's always yeah. moving. Even if you see him like posing for a picture, he's always on a boat or in a car, constantly going somewhere. So it's yeah. very hard to get him to like just here, come here. What's it like to grow up in Crumlin? <laughs> <laughs> what are yeah. you talking about? I'm going to cinema. See you know It's just there. Uh, I think it 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 would be way better as well. When he has no contract, he has no things, and, and he can just honestly talk about it. Like, imagine, like, the stuff I know is crazy, and I know I know this much of it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, the things I know, it is small. The things the things that are actually happening, I'd say, are bananas. And someday that's going to be an absolutely unbelievable book and an unbelievable film. But, you know what I mean? A lot can happen between then and then, you know, then and when that comes out, if it ever comes out. So... I think for me, for my own sanity, I just have to go, right, just forget about it. If, it. if we do it, we do it. But if we don't, we don't. And, like, can you imagine the amount of guys that want to write that book now? Like, oh. I mean, I'm not um, brazen enough to start considering myself one of the greatest uh, writers in the world at the moment or anything like that. But those are the people. Like, imagine Don McRae. I'm sure he, like, he'd be doing Imagine the book he did with McGregor. It'd be unbelievable. He wrote a great article in The Guardian about just driving down the road with Connor. Like mm. that's all that man needs to make you a yeah. classic. You know what I mean? But um, it's like Ken, Ken Early be in the with the show as well. <laughs> Ken, yeah, yeah, the UFC will block it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a hope. Nah, yeah, Ken, Ken's a savage man, of course. Yeah, oh, and no, but like one thing I'll say about that about Ken, just on the topic of Ken. Um, you'll notice, like for years, all these guys, the, the best journalists in Ireland, the, the the main sports guys, Paul Kimmage, Ken, um, you know, even even Paul Dollery at the forty two, like all these guys were going to these fights. They're not going to this fight. Mm. Do you know what I mean? What it's, it's nearly like it's gone from being something that was so crucial to the Irish identity into like a kind of an event for the plastic bodies. Yeah. Um, it doesn't change how a lot of people feel about Connor and, and you know what he what he's done for the sport in Ireland. Certainly, it doesn't change how I feel about it. But it's it certainly seems that it's it's crossed into that US market more so than the little fire here. Yeah. I think anyway. We've like I mean, like we wanted to talk to you for an hour about MMA, and we spent basically nearly the full hour talking specifically about Connor, which shows you just hey, how, you shows you just how captivating. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I mean what else are we gonna talk about? Jimmy Mano and Glover Tejera's fight getting pulled off UFC <laughs> Sao Paulo. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm happy enough with this as well, yeah. boys. <laughs> <laughs> but this is it, and I suppose is that a wider reflection of MMA in general at the moment? That like, there's more exciting things happening outside the UFC in terms of MMA than there is in the world's biggest fight organization, like. I always like. I mean, I always love to be in very early with fighters. Like that's why, till I was talking to him, missed him before the debut because we all didn't know about him because he was living in Brazil. Got onto him straight away after that style bender. Made sure was in with him way before the the UFC debut. That's my buzz. Like that's what I love. Do you know how much pressure it is being the only Irish guy on MMA fight when Conor McGregor has a fight and they're all like, "Please, did you talk to him? Did you talk to him? Like I'm literally on the phone all day going, please." Please, only five minutes. Oh, I just need five minutes, lads. But like, I mean, yeah, everybody's everything's up in arms there. Like, I mean, everything's they're so uh, like you're talking with the biggest guy in the world, and they know they get on the phone with me. We're going to have lots of questions about Khabib and and mm. a bus and different things along the way. It's and and that's why I'm interested in the whole build up to this way. To be honest, that's that's really got me. How are they going to like? You don't sell Connor as um. I mean, how how did they justify that? Like, how did they justify putting it at the the forefront of the promo 
after saying it was the worst thing that ever happened in the sport. Like, I mean, it's that's interesting to me. Just how does the UFC dance with the devil on this occasion? Yeah. Dana changed his mind 24 hours later, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's funny. Like, he didn't fully commit to one, the full 180, but he was definitely leaving room for it. Like, we got to uh, see. It's Connor. It's Connor. You know, Connor. <laughs> Connor did yeah. That's because I mean, some, somebody had a little word of them. They ran a few numbers on a little calculator, turned it around, showed them. It didn't say boobies, but it had a lot of dollar signs. And Dana <laughs> was like, you know what, lads? All right, then. Imagine if I'd have said boobies, though. He would have been <laughs> just the same. Hang on a second. I think, I, I, think, I think we can agree he'll never fight in Ireland again. Jesus, I, I, I hope he doesn't, because that would mean that his life has taken a massive, massive left turn <laughs> you know what I mean if he ends up fighting at the National Basketball Arena or something I'll be like oh man this is oh, let, let's let's say Lansdowne Road or somewhere no well I mean even if he does end up fighting somewhere like that I still think it'll have a, a smack of the McGregor's promotion it'll be like a McGregor thing I, I think yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see a UFC over here because I mean it would have to be completely geared towards the UK Irish market because uh, we're never going to be able to do the big UFC show in Ireland no, like that's no. just not going to happen I, I, the time's Time differences and the fact that it rains all the time and we only have Croker and the Aviva. Like I mean, it just feels it feels like a. It, I don't want to see Drumcondra at seven o'clock in the morning after no. fucking McGregor fight. Yeah. That would be horrendous. Yeah. Like I mean, Jesus, you want to talk about letting the sport down? I think the Irish fans would. would I'd feel sorry for them. We nearly like they're, they're nearly like it's like a moth to a flame, kind of setting them loose on the streets of Dublin at 7 o'clock in the morning full of gargle. Jesus Christ, man. It, it would look like a scene from The Walking Dead. Like, it would be horrific, man. You know People I mean? have masks to go to, lads. Leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think if McGregor ends up fighting in Ireland again, it will have an absolute smack of kind of the Ali fighting in Barbados kind of thing about it. You know what I mean? It'll be I mean, a last roll of dice. Like, like, unfortunately, the fight game is something that it's humiliating towards the end. If you don't get out at the right time, it's it's utterly humiliating. Like it's enough. It's so bad. These guys get into the nip and they they get battered. Like they can actually get like completely emasculated in front of the whole world, and they still want to do it to themselves when they're fifty odd years of age. Sometimes and it's it's hard. Like I mean, it's in a very tough situation because you're like, um, I hear a lot of people always say like you should never say. As a journalist, should never say when someone should retire. You absolutely should say when someone should retire. Absolutely. When, when, when it's to the point where they're not competing at any level and they're just basically getting up there and going through the motions for a paycheck, that's the, it's time to retire. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's not, it's, not, it's not a Monday to Friday job. It's not a nine-to-five job. You're taking years off your life every time you get in there. You're doing crazy damage to yourself. Like, this is not the type of thing you want to be doing just to earn a paycheck. No way, like... Yeah, it's not like you're going in and banging out one last email. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not walking... In, <laughs> you're not walking into the office and opening Outlook one last time. Like, you know what I mean? And I, and I just do not understand this whole thing now of, of Chuck Liddell, mm-hmm. Tito Ortiz, and, and this whole schmoz. I just... They have a stuff on the MMA media, like, actually, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> You can't just change their minds because they looked at each other for 30 seconds. <laughs> I dig it now. <laughs> I, don't know, man. Oh. I just leave them to it. I just go. Sometimes I just walk away. I'm like, I have to walk away now. Or else I'm going to get myself in some Twitter beef. <laughs> that shit is in my contract. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, 
freak show though. Like that. That's why sometimes I'm kind of like, you know what? The Irish mainstream media are right. Like they're right not to actually take this seriously sometimes because the only stories that I picked up are uh, when Connor's fighting and when Connor is throwing things through windows and slapping people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if they're the only headlines you read as a as a complete casual one, say like you're. Uh, a 70 year old man who gets the paper in the morning and he reads it like what would you think MMA was he'd be like what the fuck how did this get into the sports section <laughs> you know what I mean honestly like as much yeah. as I was the guy crying down the phone to editors for years now I'm like ah yeah I get it <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, I yeah. wouldn't have talked to me either <laughs> but um, yeah so that like but, I mean maybe the, the, the media could have changed that and could have went after the different stories like our Neil series of the world and stuff like that, but it, yeah. it didn't happen. So, I mean, that's just the way it is, I guess. That's the way yeah, MMA is. It's Connor. They wouldn't have got, um, they wouldn't have got Neil series sense of humor though. Oh yeah. He can break your heart before you even, you know, start. Like he wants to cut you down to absolute shite before you even can ask him a question. So it's, it's, <laughs> that's, that's if I feel as, as emasculating as like, you know what I mean? Getting bet by a man in a cage sometimes just talking to Neil series. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was only saying to him yesterday, I was talking to him yesterday. Um, I was saying to him, Do you know when I get a notification and it says Neil Siri has commented on your stats? My blood runs completely cold. And I'm afraid. I have a few people like that as well, actually. <laughs> oh, Pete's after wrecking his mic. <laughs> oh, look at him struggling with the technology there. God bless him. <laughs> actually has he's actually broke his mic <laughs> oh, hang on no did you have it there hang on yeah yeah you press something there you press something there and it was working peace but now it's gone again we're going can you hear me now ah, now we're back now we're I back true the mic out working thing as i can't do this yeah yeah we're running out of time there anyway are we yeah, we, we are. We're, that was that was a very quick hour, gentlemen. That was a very quick hour. Oh, yeah, fucking so, yeah, Well, just under. Yeah, we're coming up on an hour, like, so. So, the Conor <sighs> episode, I don't mind that at all, though. I mean, in fairness, it is it isn't where it was. I don't think, I think the sport is far more reliant than, it is, than it's ever been on one person right now. So, I mean. Yeah, completely agree. It's, Absolutely, uh, 100%. Do you think, when you look at, just guys, because I, I like to gauge you guys, because you, you are rarely wrong in fairness to you. Do you see any promise? Put that the on the episode, staying Merrow, just so. Just, just so. <laughs> Do you see any promise for the future when you see the likes of Till, the likes of Stoilbender? I know they'll never be Conor McGregor, but collectively, can you see those guys uh, kind of like Sugar Sean O'Malley? There's a few guys that are stirring a little bit of interest, like maybe one in each division. None are Conor McGregor. I'm not trying to say they are, mm. but does the future look bleak for you? Um, when you consider a McGregorless UFC, Mara, will let you go first. Um, we're never going to get another one anyway. No, but, I don't think so. I think that's um, crazy to think of it. Like. But I tell you what, I tell you what's conflicting with me, right? Um, I remember just before Connor got got into the UFC and and me and Danny and our circle of friends were kind of that, that are into MMA were kind of like oh we'd love to have someone from Ireland to re- to represent or to, to travel with or whatever do you know that way and, and then and when Connor travel we did and travel we did yeah. and then when Connor got involved then there was other opportunities for Paddy and Ash and and Colin and 
stuff like that. And and I thought they were deserved at the time. Um, I don't like when I seen the Bellator signees of from Ireland. The only one that stood out to me that's promising was Richie Smullen. Yeah. The rest of them, I was kind of going, how is this happening? Mm. It just seems a bit oversaturated. But Reds are as well, by the way. But I just Reds feel are like Norman. Bit, like, I mean, but like, it, I understand. Norman, right? no. The list of people, like, I mean, it's very hard to find a headliner. And that that's that, that includes oh. someone as as inexperienced as Richie Smullen because he's only three and one. Four, is he three and... He's three one on one now, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It, even like I'm not I'm not trying to insult anyone when I say this like headliners are people with a lot of experience Kiefer Crosby's not a headliner yet basically the optimist in me is like we're gonna get a live TV deal um, these guys the optimist in me is hoping that <coughs> Kiefer Crosby will be paired and given an opportunity to fight someone who is making waves with the, the US promotion in, in Bellator you know someone that has a name there but unfortunately, when I'm listening to Scott Coger talking about it, I can't help but think that they're just basically doing Bama here now. They're going yeah, to do completely separate events as in we're not going to get... Like, I know this is a hyperbolic example, but say, like, Reds is a lightweight, this is what I'm saying. So say Benson Henderson comes over and fight Reds are in Dublin or something like that. I don't think that's what's going to happen. So that already presents you with a, with a serious lack of compelling matchups you can put on the top of a card. And... I don't want to completely state it because I want I want to see what it is before before I kind of give it shit because Bellator often get a hard time here. Like if if they got just like a live TV thing, that would mean the world to me because yeah. these fighters are, are they trying to, to do that? Oh yeah, I think so. I think so. It's just because they're owned by Viacom, it's a complex issue. So Viacom obviously only want to use their own channels. Um, and there's, I don't know. I, I think it's more of a Spike UK thing than a Bellator thing, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, right. But it's it's like if you don't have a platform for people to watch your fights on, you're doing nothing. You're standing still as a fighter. You like no matter if you're winning by first round KO, if people can't get excited by it, if you can't command the attention of a mass of people based on what you're doing in there, you're pissing into the wind. Like, like you need you need to have a passionate fan base, and the only way to have a passionate fan base is to make sure your your fights are on the TV. I think that I think there's, it's kind of weird, right? There are some sports that I think more and more you're going to see them shift to an online platform, and it's going to be absolutely fine for them. You know what I mean? Mm. If you look at the likes of the the NFL and baseball in America, a lot of their content is now online available only, and even over here you're starting to see eleven sports emerge as this sort of and they're going to be the guys taking the UFC, UFC contract exactly yeah. which in, in one sense I understand it but in another sense I think MMA is it's almost too young in it's journey to kind of being they uh, don't have the numbers that these other sports have of exactly. course yeah. so, so they still need that network TV or that sort of major TV audience to, to help it because pushing it back to the internet is almost like pushing it back to you know I don't want to say the underground forums or anything like that, but it's still pushing it back towards an online audience where it's going to really struggle to get that mainstream following. And I think there's no star power. Like, there's a lot of fun fighters and there's a lot of guys... Yeah. I, I would consider myself slightly more than casual when it comes to MMA. I'm not... Oh, no, I, w- I would consider both of you guys pretty good fans of this. Like, you know everybody. There's no... Uh, like, especially Graham as well. Like, I mean, Graham's travelled... You've travelled to the events. That's mm. way more than most people will ever do for a UFC event, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's no, like, that's a fair point as well, yeah. I mean, I've, had a, I've, had a lot of, I've had a lot of guys that like you in the last two years, like guys who went to see Conor in Boston, mm. went to see 
went to see him. They just aren't interested. Like, I'm not giving, I'm not waking up at three o'clock in the morning to watch this shit. I'm yeah, not doing I'm, it. I'm hitting record and I'm getting up the next morning to watch it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. watching it like on four fast forwards. <laughs> exactly, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, shit, that looked like a. When Sky Blues doesn't uh, record it, I do be going mad, but. I'm not missing like I do be wrecked the last the last fight I stayed up for would have been DC and Miocic but mm, before yeah. that it would have been probably would have been John Jones last yeah. November yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. oh no okay. yeah I think that's probably right like if I had a choice in the matter I probably would only walk up for them too as well yeah. <laughs> like, here, here's the thing though and, and you mentioned it there like about travelling over and that kind of thing and like the, the last one I travelled for was UFC 200 and even at that, the headline fight and the one that I wanted to see, going, going back as far as UFC 178, McGregor's first fight in Vegas, Cormier Jones, that got pulled off that card, UFC 200. And I've told it on this podcast again, and I'm going to constantly bring it up until I meet John Jones for the second time and tell him, you fucking ruined me Britney Spears concert, you bollocks. Right? I'm sitting at <laughs> Britney Spears, my phone starts buzzing, Jones is out of the fight. What's that? What's she thinking? You know, she hadn't even come on stage yet. Fucking hell, man. So for the first four... Britain's so you didn't even get to enjoy a few tunes exactly. before you met these news. Exactly. You're the devil. I was sitting there just watching all these dance oh, crews and I was like, fuck you, John Jones. Fuck you. But, yeah, but, I, I, I won't invest in an overseas card again because they always collapse. Exactly. My point yeah. being that the headline fights seem to just fall by the wayside far too often now. For and this is the nature of you, like the, the nature of the sport is that there's no real safeguard that they can put in place that will ever be able to stop that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, it's just mental. It, like, it is the uh, stuff of the wild fucking West, man. And I, I That's re- why I've never kind of pinned myself on that fight reporting game, which of course, Ariel Awani is, is the greatest at. Yeah, yeah. It changes so often, It's it, it confuses me. Like, <laughs> today, like, Guilherme Cruz is onto me, he's like, Oh yeah, and Anthony Smith's fighting uh, Volkan Osmer. I was like, what? When did that happen? <laughs> what? Do you know what I mean? That happens to me yeah. like all the time. So I mean, I should not be one of those guys like breaking news. No, you shouldn't. Oh. This your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I I really think it, <sighs> MMA is going to struggle for the next, I think, three to five years. One, especially once Connor drops out. DC and Brock is probably going to bring in big numbers, but let's be honest, neither of them are exactly mid twenties with a long, yeah, sort of time to go. You know what I mean? Like I get excited about guys like Mike Perry. I really like Mike Perry, but I, personality more so than the I was going to say, to, yeah, his oh, yeah, yeah. fighting ability—he's not going to set the world on fire. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think know Dana needs to uh, recruit Vince McMahon to get some of his. Uh, well, I mean, expertise and that's, that's the only promoting. thing that's resonating right now. I mean, yeah. absolutely. I, I, agree, I, agree, I, agree, I agree with you in the sense that, like, I, I, I got that WWE network and I watched all them documentaries. I did that month free is telling me about, and I was looking at it going like, this is a, this is a massive uh, broadcast team they have for this. Like, this is a massive uh, situation they have here. Like the amount of on-screen talent they have that have mm. that aren't wrestlers. They're just great at what they do. Uh, I've, I've seen that in the NFL package as well. Like, you know, I, I'm the type of guy who'd buy that for a month if something big was on. You know yeah. what I mean? I yeah. like that. Um, and I'd be blown away by the shit they have going on. It's like ESPN. It's like anything like that. I don't trust the UFC to be able to put that kind of uh, product together for for their fan base by themselves. I think you're right that they need to they need to kind of stick with it with it with a, a brand that's able to do that for them. Um, I've heard some bad reports about Eleven's coverage of different things, but I'm like, listen, lads, they were literally just pressing like play 
for the BT things. Like, they can't exactly get yeah. worse. I mean, once you can see the fights, you can see the fights. Yeah, true. True. Shit. Lads, it's been an absolute blast. I always love you. You always got the leaving cert. <laughs> <laughs> Many points did you get put? Oh, nothing, man. I can't even. Danny, you look like. That. Danny, you look like you're in a cave now. It's got yeah. that's because it's got fucking. I was just I was trying to turn on my lamp, but the socket's turned off. So I'm like, where the fuck is? <laughs> it's got dark. BDSM room. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's got dark. So if I lean back, but then I come towards you, it's like a three D film. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like a Chilean miner. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking oh, swear. Uh, wow. Yeah, no. P- PT as Dead always, man. I, I I love your little annual appearance on this podcast. You you brighten up me. Patrick Hero. Like, so. this could be it. Like, if he never fights again, this could be it, lads. This would be the last time I'm ever on. We'll have well, no reason to no. talk about it. Next time we get no. you, if, if he does wrap up after this, the next time we get you on, it'll be to talk about your career washing ducks. Do you know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. Peter, how is the cleaning job going? What a transition <laughs> you've made this year. Oh, thanks, guys. I didn't think I could do it, but yeah. I've, I've got it. I can use Windolene. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> Still can't order a short, but I can fucking wash some desks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, man. Uh, just in case people are very late to the party, mate, where can they find your work and your online presence? Um, uh, PT Carroll is everything, I think. I think that's me across the board. And at MMAfighting.com. And look out for an all-European podcast pilot coming your way Ooh. in the next few weeks. Even Lovely. if you don't listen to it, just retweet it and say, oh, that's savage. <laughs> <laughs> does, it, even, does it have yeah, a name yet? Or else, um, so we have some working names. Uh, I'll tell you, where you used to actually find this funny. Okay. So they kind of hit me with, like, what's the name of it? And I wanted to call it something like Euro Trash because, <laughs> you know, back in the day, <laughs> we used to watch Euro Trash like at 11 o'clock. You'd be yeah, waiting for the boys yeah. to come on, might get a bit of nipple action or exactly, whatever. So yeah. I, I wanted to play off that nostalgia. So I wanted to call it Euro Bash. But, um, but I don't know if we're going with it yet because they're going to do I, like we're going to have a pilot anyway I, that's all I know and it could have a very angry and short uh, former UFC fighter from Dublin help me out on that one so it, it, it should like be out in a few weeks yeah a lot of people are going that's shite but like it doesn't really matter what you call it once the, the show kind of creates the 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 energy around the name I think you know what I mean absolutely well, I I look forward to it either way we'll uh, we, we'll definitely retweet it without listening to it for you don't worry yeah and say oh my <laughs> god PT Savage oh wow don't it, listen to it I'll tell you the, the second we get off <laughs> <laughs> the second we get off this I'm gonna text Merlo and I'm gonna be like great another fucking mate launching a podcast prick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. In all my time, I've never had my own uh, podcast. So, yeah. Jesus. So, it's probably going to be shite. Like, but I mean, again, <laughs> press retweet and say, PT, oh my God, never heard anything like this. And then. That's all that matters, PT. That's it, man. That's I need it. that paper, that, in- that internet paper. <laughs> <laughs> These buying gaffs and everything off this podcast money, for Christ's sake. Boy, we're not stopping to start a podcast. Tell you. <laughs> w- WTS Pod owns this house. I don't. <laughs> just don't tell Merlo he'll want the room in it yeah I was just going to say <laughs> oh man right, Petey, it's been a blast Merlo go enjoy your coke and noodles I'm going to have I will food, so. see Love you later boys sorry to you late again Look. he's some boy oh isn't he yeah I love Petey I do too and it's nice that we didn't have to organise a visa from to come to the south side thanks to technology <laughs> helps guys 
Oh, on the Skype. On the Skype, Oh, man, I'm exhausted, man. I'm, I'm, uh, we're about lepping, as is the case after all of these podcasts. Absolutely lepping. Uh, but <laughs> before we hit record, mate, I had a jam sandwich. Haven't had a jam sandwich since about seven years old. What do you like with your jam sandwich? Do you know when we talk about food, do you know what I always think of? Gary Mackle with his cornflakes after his dinner. Gary Mackle, he, he revolutionised my life with that. Did it, but I, no. I, I sent both yourself and Gary a message recently where I have ventured. I, I've got a little bit saucier than cornflakes and I've gone for crunchy nut cornflakes. Oh, crunchy are the best. My word. Would you believe I made it 30 and a half years of age without ever tasting crunchy nut cornflakes? What? Are you for real? Yeah, I'm making up for last time now, I can tell you. That's unreal, man. Yeah, man. Going buying big family what? boxes of it. <laughs> Eating it to me, so I'm just pouring milk directly into the carton. Do you know what I mean? Just it to me now. Did you always used to have? Uh, I used to always have cereal before bed. Uh, I wouldn't say oh, I always had it before bed. No, that wasn't that was. I know. I, I had it. I had it like a lot. Like, but there's people in work that never even heard of that. Nah, that's ridiculous. Now, an L bowl, like a bowl of cornflakes in the evening, is a fine, fine thing. It really is. Like. Yeah. And if you, ha- lads, if you haven't treated yourself to, do you know what's deadly, right? Do you know sometimes you get a goo for a takeaway, but like, you know, you shouldn't get a takeaway. Get a, yeah. get a bowl of cornflakes with icy cold milk into you. And I'm telling you now, that takeaway feeling will just be gone. Thanks. Gone and you won't put on the for the takeaway. Thanks to John Kellogg and his anti-masturbation cereal. Yeah. You can look that one up, lads. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about it before. We did indeed. We did indeed. Right, Mero. It's very, very warm. I'm not able for this at all. I was, I was sweltering in the heat in the car today, I was. That's it, anyway. That yeah. was a great one. On oh, to the next one. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we've... Well, we, we've already recorded it, so we've next week we've got Viv Rat uh, coming on. And the week after that, then, is... Uh, oh, Jesus, I'm looking forward to that one. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a mad story. No. I'm just going to say, say it's no. a mad story. That's all I'm going to say. We have the next. We have the next three guests. We do booked four, four, four. Sorry, four, yeah, four, four including four. Viv. Indeed, you're right. Anyway, lads, thanks for listening. You can check out all previous episodes uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, Spotify, anywhere and everywhere there's a podcast. Just go to WTS Pod. That's right. You can also check out the website wtspod.com, Facebook.com forward slash wtspod. Twitter at WTSPod. He's at Merdica Mania. I'm at Dan Joe Murray. That's being Pizzi Carroll. Merdo, until next week, Makara. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Too sweet. Too sweet. Bye-bye. Good luck. <laughs>